stream out. We stream out the fallen state. We stream the fallen state live on the other alternative platforms at uh, noon Pacific time on Fridays. And it's partly why Joel Friday is not live on Fridays. Just FYI. Uh, and, and we have uh, American Anchor Baby is live at 4 p.m. on Fridays after uh, that Fallen State stream, because he's live at noon, Monday through Thursday. Joel Friday, Monday through Thursday at 11. Women's Forum tonight, ladies. Guys, this is the Hake Report. It's 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time here in Los Angeles. Sometimes takes me a second. I'm used to saying daylight. Come mid-late March, something like that. I think mid-March, early March. It's going to be daylight time. We're going to spring forward. Gonna spring forward in an hour, and we'll be at the same time as Mountain Standard Time, like you Arizonans. Shout out to Arizona. But what will we talk about today? It'll be a Lucy Goosey Hake Report show. Okay, hope you uh, stay tuned. You can call in. Some of you are already on hold. We'll uh, show some Joel Friday TV appreciation, some American Anchor Baby appreciation, some little points that they made, little points that they made. Uh, this week on their shows, shout out, fellas. Um, and, you know, there's some news, Hake news, and beautiful music, of course, as always. Hake music is just remarkable, <laughs> sometimes. But anyway, guys, let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh. guys doing i am fine i have my the hake report t-shirt on and it's just a nice i personally think it's nice it, this is i think a tri-blend version uh in black ink the hake report it was designed originally it said the hake report with joel and esteban down here but we got rid of joel and esteban joel has his own show now joel friday tv bigger and better than ever uh so get yours, thehakereport.com. I'm pretty sure it's still available. I had to put, I had to quickly put up, I had to put up quickly the uh, I Love Boomers t-shirt because I realized it was not even available at all. I wore that I Love Boomers t-shirt. So uh, now you can get your stuff at, uh, watch, Teespring. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash thehakereport. JLPTs, FYI are uh, rebuildingtheman.com slash stores if you want to get over there. Is my stream going? Yeah. Okay. The Flat Earth one isn't there either, is it? Oh, come on. Oh, come on now. Teespring.com. This is distracting me. Slash stores slash the Hake Report. Bum, bum, bum. Scroll down. Obvious Globe is uh, supposedly available... In various designs, 
there on the Hake report. So, don't be trying to trick me. Let me keep on scrolling down, and yes, okay. You scared me. It is there. So, creator spring, thehakereport.creator-spring.com. It is there, man. I wanted to buy it the other day, but I couldn't find it. Okay, yeah, I'll... Obvious Globe Classic, Crew Neck, or other... There's alternative styles, by the way. And then I'll get into this show, guys. Just bear with me. There's Premium Ring Spun. There is probably Tri-Blend. It's potentially confusing, FYI. Uh, Let's see. Boom. Obvious Globe, Tri-Blend, Premium Ring Ring Spun and uh, classic crew neck, and there's also a comfort tee. There's like four different t-shirt design uh, styles. So there's this heavy cotton, there's this a little bit maybe different, be- different fit, I'm not sure. And some of the times the heavy cotton has some polyester in it, if it's heathered especially. And then there's this fitted, uh, cl- fitted uh, 100% cotton premium tee or something like that. Premium ring spun cotton tee. That's the one that sometimes is too small, to uh, touch small, but sometimes it's perfect. So maybe get a size larger if you don't mind it being a touch baggy. And then a tri-blend fits, fits great, but it's not 100% cotton because it's three different things. Anyway, guys, let's get started. The lines are smoking. Uh, let me get first... <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> let's do this. Uh, let's get first to Natalie in Canada. Natalie in Canada, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. What's, what's your deal? What do you believe in? What do I believe in? I believe in Jesus. <laughs> I believe in God. I, uh, I believe in, I believe in truth, I think. At least I like. How would you put would like that? To. How would you put that in a paper for like university, though? I would. Av- I would take classes where I can avoid writing papers for university. <laughs> but I would. I would okay. be able to. I would be able. I would put it in uh, courier font, double spaced, inch and a half or two inch margins, so I could fill up multiple pages quicker. I'm kidding around, but I. Would- I think very Caucasian and also very confusing because you seem like you like to push the limits a little so right that interesting yeah no I would I would do a I would do a good job talking about what I believe in terms of writing because I think I'm an okay writer and I would talk about uh, life how I was raised Christianity the people whom I admire and what they believe because that sort of informs uh, the direction a little bit, and were, were stuff you, like that. Uh, sorry, were you raised Christian by your parents? Yeah. So then, what do you do for like sinners like me who have kind of realized and understood God like later? Is there redemption? Of course. Sometimes you guys put, can put. There's everybody has their issues, right? Even the people who were raised Christian. Some of us think we have something that we don't have. Some of the new Christians think that they have something that they don't have. 
some of the non-Christians think they have something that they don't have, such as truth uh, and stuff like that. So anybody can be redeemed. Even Jeffrey Dahmer, who Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer who was not morally straight in his younger days, but he repented, I think. So if that man can repent, then uh, so can we. That was dangerous to say recorded. Um, so my question, most importantly, is that I, I'm with my, so I was married for 11 years. My ex-husband, he, he, he hit me. And in my mind at the time, this is terrible to say on live probably, but. Um, okay. You don't have to say it if you, if you yeah, think no, you should No, I was it. just saying, I could have worked it out. Like there's, there's certain things, right? I have to take right. accountability is all I'm saying. There's yeah. like, there's abuse and then there's like frustration. This, difficult but um there's well, you said there's abuse and there's what frustration and there's oh, okay. pushing and there's you know when you tell uh, i think jesse talks about when you tell someone you're oh like you and you're like like you shouldn't call him an abuser because you may have frustrated yes. him it was uh, yes it was mutual mm-hmm. abuse but yours wasn't, it wasn't as, yours may not have been as physical his may have been more physical and so it was you were retaliating and you guys were retaliating in the ways that you knew how Yeah, and this is terrible to say, but if I can kind of help anyone, it would. So I was very much like liberal, and and this is terrible, but um, there you can work things out. I mean, not everything is the end of the world, right? Um, so that and that's what I've learned, and so I just spoke with my ex husband, and I forgave him, and I apologized for not trying harder, and that's all great. But um, I've been with my partner James for four years now. But I am very much it. I am loving the 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 stuff that you you're saying, and so I, my position is move out, go go to God. Um, I no sex before marriage, and but then I feel like that's imposing my will because I'm pushing that on him, and so I I've been trying to find videos where that's a talked about, but there's it's I can't find anything, so I'm asking, am I imposing my will by? asking him to, to, to seek God. You can ask him, but just don't hound him about it. And you... I have no light, though. What's that? You're white? I have no light. light. <laughs> Are you trolling me? There's no light. No, there's no light in my home. If he's not with God, then how, how do I not be hateful? Oh, well, because just because he's the head, well, he's not necessarily even your head because he's a live-in boyfriend, right? So you, mm-hmm. you got married, you got divorced after you guys mm-hmm. were abusing each other, and now you're with an, another guy four years on, mm-hmm. and uh, now you want to not have the S word before marriage, and you want to mm-hmm. seek what's right, but you don't want impo- to push your will on him. So don't push well, your will that. on him. You, you have but done I, it, of I, course. I, of course you have. And, and I don't respect him like I yeah but then I also use him like as soon as he's kind of alpha then I'm all of a sudden I need him and so I kind of suffocate him did you say alpha alpha like so alpha and alpha is and, is alpha a cute way of saying alpha <laughs> I said like alpha I'm from Canada I don't know okay um <laughs> um the great white hope though I nice. that um so but so I know that I'm evil and I'm I'm of Satan, which is great. But when I'm telling him go to the Father, 
go go talk to the pastor. Um, I need light in my house in my home. Yeah. Um, but you I'm have confused. but yeah. you have light in your home through you because even the Bible talks about uh, where the husband or the wife. If the husband or the wife, even though you're not married, let's say, but the husband or the wife is Christian, then. Uh, if the other person doesn't want to leave, even though you're a Christian, let them, let the other person, let the wife or the husband stay, and the, uh, you'll, you still just seek the light. You just st- okay. uh, seek for God. Yeah, I guess it's hard because I'm not a boy, but I, I could try. Yeah, and just don't, uh, Catch yourself when you do uh, when you do get tempted or do uh, push your will on on him, and then just stop once you catch yourself doing that. But I think that JLP didn't JLP give you good advice? Just sleep in separate rooms if you don't want to move out. Sleep in separate rooms and don't do the S thing. That's not forcing your will on him just by protecting yourself from doing wrong. Yeah, I guess selfishly, though, because if I believe what you're saying, and I do, and I want him to find his father so I can have some light in my house, no, you'll have, I am kind of but you'll, my there will be light in your house if you don't judge him. Because right now you, as JLP told you on his show earlier today, I, re- I caught bits and pieces of it. He said, never, ever, ever want somebody else to see the light. And not even selfishly so that there will be light in your home because that's... You, that's just you living in darkness. You don't really have the light yourself if you want somebody else to see the light. That's true. You th- you, is that true? I mean, yeah. I, yes. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Right thank on. You. Well, I, I wish you well with that. And do JLP's silent prayer and... Uh, Step by step, don't be in too much of a panic to get things "quote unquote" right. You'll you'll get things right step by step. Thank you. Yeah, nice. It's nice to hear from you, okay. Natalie. Thanks for calling. You as well. Thank you, Jim. All right, take care. Right on. Save or hate? Says <laughs> Carver five three one. No, I can't save anybody. Uh, save myself. <laughs> I remember I wanted. Just briefly, I remember I wanted to save my friends or get my friends saved. I didn't want my friends to go to heaven. That would make me, that made me sad to think about when I was a little Christian kid. To speak to the uh, Christian kid raised people, also lost and R worded, etarded Ray, that's, that is not aped, of course. Um, trying to save your friends. And I was getting all crazy. <laughs> I was going even crazier into darkness when I was worried about my friends. Jesus said, do not worry. It's in the Bible. JLP, too, says, don't think about the past or the future or someone else. Didn't Jesus tell Peter not to worry about the disciple whom Jesus loved? Because Peter's like, what about him? Is he going to die, something like that? Is he going to be led where he doesn't want to go? Like Peter uh, Jesus told Peter that he was going to be led. In your youth, you, be, you were able to go where you, wherever you wanted and do whatever you wanted, but later you're not going to be able to go wherever you want. You're going to go where you're, you're going to be led where you don't want to go. And some people say that was a prediction of how Peter would be led into to be killed, executed. 
Wow. I forget what the point of that was. Oh, but he said, uh, if, if, if he's not meant to die, that's his life. You, you just, uh, not worry, but you just be, you just live your life. Don't worry about others. Nice. Okay, let me, uh, plow through some of these calls, guys. Vasco in Tejas, Texas. Vasco, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Uh, that's not my name. My name's John. But John? John in Texas? In oh, okay, Vasco. Oh, okay. So your name Thanks is John, but you on. go by Vasco in the chat. Thanks for having me on. Hey, yeah. I like your hair. Oh, thanks, man. I like uh, yeah. I like it, too. Hey, uh, Putin, it's a like-hate. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, go ahead. Putin was saying uh, Joe Biden, he has more experience than Trump. Oh, did he? That's and smart. That, that's, just, that's a diplomatic thing to say. It's good for him to say. Because that's a fact. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. And I was thinking that, you know, you could probably just say things and not mean it as a uh, president of Russia. Right. Uh, well, I mean, it's a, it is a fact. He has 40 years of experience in the evil government. So he has more experience than Trump. So that was a smart thing to say since Joe Biden is the president that he has to deal with. It's just like based Benjamin B.B. Netanyahu, some of you guys disagree, who said congratulations to Joe Biden. He was the first world leader, so-called, to do it. Some people saw it as betrayal to Trump. Maybe it was. But I saw it as, hey, I did not like having to deal with Obama, and I'm not going to like having to deal with Biden. Let me get on good terms with Biden and kiss up a little bit. So, or be gracious, you, you know? That, oh, go, Go ahead. What do, you, what do you think that Joe Biden says that he doesn't mean? Or Trump says that he doesn't mean, but he says it anyway. Uh, hmm. Well, Joe Biden may... I know what Joe Biden pretends. He pretends to love blacks, and he has this mama love for people, which is not real love. He's like this emotional love, where he's compassionate. My son Bo died. That's phony. Trump, uh, he, I think he said... I, he called Hillary beautiful Hillary. I don't think he really meant that necessarily. <laughs> Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, so, I guess uh, I was going to rant about that, but you know, I don't feel like going on a rant about that okay. anymore. Nice. Uh, and, uh, hey, good luck with Natalie. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Take care, Vasco. John from Texas. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. What a nice guy. Jaime in Minnesota is on the line here. Jaime, thanks for calling, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. What cool. good are you hey. doing in the world, Jaime, in Minnesota? Uh, just the, the good that God does through me. Right on. Delivering packages. Oh, that's cool. Don't, dox, don't dox yourself. Don't Dang dox your adult. job. <laughs> Stay out of people's way. True. Yeah, hey, uh, I was listening to uh, the uh, Supreme Court litigation on uh, Trump. Oh, on keeping uh, him off the ballot, keeping him off the and, Colorado ballot. Yeah, yeah, the Supreme Court one, and uh, it was interesting. Uh, the they almost had me going against 
Trump. You know that that hey maybe Colorado does have really that's right. so, isn't that interesting how these intellectuals yeah. if you believe them they can they can potentially deceive as the bible says even if even the elect if that were possible the deception of liars right yeah well the way that i i took it is uh you know i don't want to take other people's words you know other other callers and uh why not listen to the listen to the words come out of the horse's mouth you know yeah and maybe they do have good points. I mean, I'm up to right. having my mind changed. I, I see no problem. Yeah, with that. we're like we, like I, I particularly oppose this thing about Trump being uh, off the ballot because of the insurrection one. Because that was no insurrection, and Trump wasn't for uh, the people being violently rioting or breaking windows or attacking police. Trump is not for that. Give me a break. He said, "Fight like he double toothpicks." And the intention matters. The uh, whatever is whatever these people did matters, and what their motives were matters. They did not. They were not going to R word ape Ray. Uh, what's her name? You know, <laughs> the lady who. Uh, what's that? What's that gal's name? The Puerto Rican New Yorker Ocasio Cortez, Sandy Cortez. They were not going to. Well, I don't think that they would have done that. There were some rough well, around the edges people. But anyway, hey, uh, but uh, what I what I found interesting was that uh, the justices they they questioned each lawyer, you know, a, a few of the lawyers. Okay. And they asked, okay, so if a state can uh, decide on its own to take a person off a ballot, uh, a, a politician off of a ballot for yeah. a federal uh, a federal election. Uh, who's going to decide what an insurrection is, who's going to have to look at all the, the evidence, and who's going to make that decision right. ultimately. Yep. And, you know, the, the lawyer against uh, Trump said, well, it would come up to the federal court. It would come up to the Supreme Court, of course. And something that I read a long time ago in some book is uh, those justices, they don't want to work all the time. <laughs> you know, they don't want to every election cycle go through you know, 10 different states calling insurrection and taking people off of ballots. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. Doesn't it... Did anybody argue that the Senate has to convict the uh, the president of so-called insurrection since, this, since the House impeached him for so-called insurrection incitement or something like that? Uh, well, what uh, I believe the, the lawyers for Trump said that uh, the Congress, with a two-thirds vote, could uh, make it go away. You know, they can. I want to say. I want to say. Pardon, they didn't use that word, but. Um, oh, okay. They, they can, can say this. This was not an insurrection. Right now, uh, and, what 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 about it convinced you, and what were you can potentially con- almost convinced of? I mean, well, what almost convinced me was the states' rights. The states' right to okay. uh, have the electorate go for whoever they want to. Okay. And I thought, nice. yeah, yeah, you know, the right. state's rights. But so that means uh, that means it justice- has n- th- so you weren't convinced at all about this insurrection thing. It was just about the state's rights. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh but then the justices several of them said, well, uh how is it that one state can decide for the whole country? That ain't right. You're that's going to be stepping on everybody else's civil liberties. Now, I have a question. Then, but, 
the way that they asked the lawyers is was with rhetor uh not rhetorical but uh uh Socratic <laughs> fake fake uh fake stories. What, oh what scenarios. Uh, scenarios, yeah. yeah. Look look at this scenario or that scenario. Right. What I really found interesting was the lawyers against Trump, they uh tried to slither around and snake around and try not to answer. And the ju- the justices called them out on it. They said, nice. Hey, you're not answering my question. Right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I do, too. Uh, did you notice that one, that any particular justices were more uh, talkative than others? Because they say that Katanji Onyika Brown-Jackson, <laughs> shout out, uh, is the mo- is the most talkative in these situations or whatever, and Justice Clarence Thomas hardly speaks at all. Well, I was listening to it, so I didn't see their faces. And okay, a, few, a couple different women, two, three different women. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, so I, I, they didn't exactly sound alike, but I didn't recognize. I don't recognize who they are. Right. But um, what what kind of sealed it for me for Trump is that one state cannot decide for the rest of the country. Right. And it's not exactly for Trump, it's for this um, this argument. Right. You know, yeah. No, Colorado cannot decide. And then they, they said, oh, well, it's not going to decide for the whole country, it's just going to decide for the state. Yeah. And the justices, they kept saying, you do realize that by taking him off the ballot, or a, a politician off of one ballot in one state is going to affect the whole country. Yeah. But uh, you know how the the snakes they do it they they uh, deny they they deny what everyone else sees and say oh it's not like that it's not like that right true awesome. what I don't a mess know if they made points with those justices yeah I don't either but in, that's interesting man I appreciate your uh, input your little update on that because I haven't paid attention to this thing. At all, I may read a little update. Uh, I may read a little news update on it after I hang up with you. Yeah, the other guy, uh, the for Trump. I'm blanking on what he said, but uh, that was the main point that I took away. So, all right, you have a good day. Thank you. You too, Jaime in Minnesota. Take care. Bye. Bye. Whew. I hung up before the click. That's what I whewed about. So before I get back to calls, let me read this. Since we're on the topic of this insurrection mumbo-jumbo, the Trump trial, CNN says, Commie Nonsense Network, our greatest president, Donald J. Trump, they call him former president Donald Trump, is expected to attend a hearing today in New York hush money cases. This has nothing to do with the Supreme Court one. Hush money case. That's that Stephanie Clifford's woman thing, dirty video woman. The government got all involved in that and spread mess. A state judge could rule on whether his first trial would begin on March 25th as originally scheduled on charges that Trump falsified business records with the intent to conceal illegal conduct connected to his presidential campaign of 2016. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, A scheduled date would begin to solidify Trump's legal calendar, filling up at the same time that his 2024 campaign is closing in on the GOP nomination for president. They're trying to interfere. It's ridiculous. They're just going after him. Any way that they, any which way that they can, because they hate him. Uh, the haters hate him. If connected on the counts of, if convicted on the counts of falsifying business records, which is a class E felony, uh, 
uh, or they are a Class E felony, Trump could face up to four years in prison. But as a first-time offender, he would unlikely be sentenced to prison time. It would make him a convicted felon regardless of his sentence. What a mess, huh? These phony, crooked people who are on the side of all the criminals are going after the law and order president who wants to bring law and order to the country, but they don't want law and order to the country. Daddy's home, as you hear on American Anchor Baby at the beginning of the American Anchor Baby song, uh, intro song, live at noon, Monday through Thursday, Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern. Uh, Daddy's home means, meaning Trump it, back in charge and, and decency, sanity, truth, honesty, uh, are back, coming back. A little bit of light coming into the darkness that has enveloped America. But they don't want that. So evil. Predictable. You know, predictable. Joe in Phoenix, Arizona is on the line. How you doing, Joe in Phoenix? Good morning, James. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good, man. Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So right. I know that uh, you get your kicks calling me um, a snake and a woman and all that about <laughs> HR 350. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm oh, about the HR 350. I mean, yep. I call you a snake and a woman before you ever brought up the HR 350, though. In <laughs> fairness. Well, that's true. Yeah. So that is true. So but it's not I'm just... Not say, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just going to sit back and watch because you might want to look at what happened to the podcasters on Black Wolf Radio, what happened to the base in Maryland, um, both all of those federal cases, multiple years in prison for things they said, not what they did. So I don't have to say another word about that. The actions are speaking loud, louder than words. And yeah, I, I mean the government. About- the government is evil. I don't know the what these cases that you're talking about are, but I I may look them up. I appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, you should the mess the, the the heads up on the evil that the uh, people are trying to that the power the so called powers that be and their useful idiots are are trying to r- ring about. On to Americans, whether they're doing right or doing wrong. It's true. And I told you that piece of garbage in L.A., I called him a P-word a long time ago, and you pushed back on that. Look up Group 764 in Hawaii. I was exactly right about who the neo-Nazis are and what they want. Look it up. Now, lastly, for Alex in California yesterday, um, calling me evil for hanging up on Jeffy. Which is hysterical. Over the years, as you know, Jesse has hung up on me many more times than I've ever hung up on him. Yeah. Because in my opinion, and I know you're going to push back, whenever you have Jesse cornered with facts and reality and actual logic, <laughs> he, he immediately twists and turns and tries to force you into illogical fallacies and force you into yes or no questions. And the only way to deal with that is to hang up on him. So, oh, that's so you—that's why you hung up on him, all, all mad because because you all couldn't mad, answer. Sure. I was furious. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not. Because I I knew as soon as I brought up that there's been a massive increase in white students going to HBCUs that he would immediately attack the, the HBCU. 
and he fell right, in, right into my trap. And then that allowed me to say, so white people are lazy then, huh? And uh, how is that a trap? Because he wouldn't answer it. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't speak anything to the qualifications of the blacks. So it was a moot point. It was, it was basically whites do it too. You were, your point was whites do it too? No, my point was that Jesse would attack the HBCUs with no proof that they're just um, lousy colleges that don't require the students to do any real work. You're not aware that the HBCUs are, are a mess? Kind of a joke? What are you basing that on, James? That the fact that they're into the blackness and they, kids get assaulted, <laughs> kids get assaulted when they go to the, visit these HBCUs wearing MAGA hats and they get their hats stolen. Oh. It's interesting. Did, it's a corrupt, corrupt um, pro-black culture has permeates America. Did you see that at Howard and at Spelman, the white students are asking for whites-only spaces now? Nice. Isn't that interesting? How so? What's interesting about it? Well, I've heard you and Jesse um, decry that black students at Ivy League colleges are asking for blacks-only spaces, so... What's, what, it's interesting. It's, it's happening at the, the opposite end of the spectrum there. What's wrong with it? I don't think anything is wrong with it. I said it was interesting. Is it wrong that the uh, blacks are wanting black-only spaces at the HBCUs? I mean, at the uh, public, the normal schools? The normal schools? I wouldn't ask that personally, but um, is there anything wrong with it? I don't know. That's something I would do personally. Do people have a right to segregate? And discriminate? Depends on what you're talking about. Legally, in certain places, no, of course not. But Some of that is a shame. Of course. How about as businesses and groups and stuff like that? Hmm. Uh, businesses, no. That's illegal by law. That's Personal, evil. do whatever you want. Well, we can disagree on that. That's fine. So, yeah, sometimes Alex in California is only ready to deal with Jesse and his tactics is to not deal with them. Oh, okay, so you didn't want to answer the question that uh, how blacks are getting better at all, or whatever he asked you. Well, he was twisting and turning, and it wasn't part of my point. So I had no interest in trying to answer that, and of course. So you didn't want to have a conversation. Course. You just wanted to bust in with your point and set a trap for him and uh, hang up. Like a Pharisee. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice job there, James. Nice job. Jab? <laughs> well, you yeah. just wanted to set it... L- let me leave off the Pharisee part. You just wanted to set a trap with, for him and you didn't want to have a conversation. I would love to have a conversation with Jesse, but he doesn't have conversations. He, he, again, tries to force you into false and misleading yes or no questions. That's his idea of a conversation. No, because you could answer yes or no. And then, no, uh, and then explain. Again, the way, the way he structures, no, he never lets you explain. Yes, huh? No, you answer yes or no first, and then you explain why you said yes or no. But you, you just wanted to, you, you get impatient. You can't answer and, yes or no, James, when the question itself is a lot. Give me example, the, give me, uh, do you remember what the question was? I believe he was asking for an example of how black people have helped the country. Oh, so that's and not I've even given, a yes or no question. Him, I've given him multiple examples, and of course he immediately dismisses them or hands, hand waves them away as if they're, they're not real. So there's no conversation there. There's no answer for him. What? For him, black, for him black is bad and white, white is good, and that's all he knows and all he wants to, to, to present. That's all. That's a caricature. That's a straw man 
You're strawmanning him. It's 100% accurate. No, it's not. Every day in, 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 in its show. So you're showing that you're not actually a real, you're not one who lives in this reality that you pretend to live in. Because you think that okay. Jesse thinks black is evil and white is good. That's kind of like well, you think that I d- dislike, o- you think that I hate Obama because he's black. You're black. And he did a great job as president. Those two things. He did not do a good job as president. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job. Not a good job, a great job. He did a great job dividing the country and pushing the, pushing the fake racism unity. thing. Always called for unity and connecting between the races. No, no he did for, not. For, for 100% he did. Nope. That's what, that's what the beer summit was all about. The beer summit? No, because he yeah. was pretending that racism is real. He divided the country by pushing the racism thing. He brought a black man and a white man together to resolve their differences. That's the definition of bringing folks together. No, it isn't. Okay, whatever. That's phony. That's phony mama spirit stuff. Anyway, I addressed my two points, so have a good day, James. Yeah, you too. You didn't have good points, but have a good one, Joe and Phoenix. Bye. Bye. What a mess. Intellectuals, deceivers, satanic. It's satanic. The way that people will bring in these piddly little side points. The, the facts, they'll bring in some cherry-picked facts to distract you from the truth. Because Obama pushed, pushed the speculation that Trayvon Martin died because he was black. If I had a son, he would look like Trayvon. That's because he was, there was, Trayvon was black, so he's pretending that this is, happened because he was black. That he got himself killed in self-defense, by the way, because he was black. That's not, that's divisive. Joe didn't want to hang on. He wanted to leave again. He wanted to do, do, take his pot shots and leave. Uh, what else did he do? The police acted stupidly. I don't know the facts, but the police acted stupidly before this beer summit. This phony pretense of wanting to bring people together. Pretense. Satan comes as the angel of light. Pretending to want to bring people together. Mama wants to bring people together too. She pretends that she loves everybody. And she's a playing innocent evil person. That's what Obama is. That's what Joe from Phoenix is. Accusing the man, JLP, the man, President Trump, of being divisive, of being hateful. When the man, JLP, the man, President Trump, the man, Jesus Christ, are bringing the light, the light of the world. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Watch out for the deceivers, the brood of vipers, the snakes, the serpents. The people who, uh, who speak to the truth but don't live it. Who give words, give lip service to uniting the country. And blacks need fathers. And then being a mama, turning around and being a mama, downplaying how out of control they are, how evil they are, lying, and then turn around and lying another time with a smile. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. 888-77-JESSE, J-E-S-S-E. I'm on JLP's network. That's why you heard 
this caller complaining about JLP, Jesse Lee Peterson. Uh, 1-888-775-3773. Daniel in Texas is on the line. Daniel, how are you doing, man? Appreciate you hanging on there. Well, thank you, James. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, Joe and I, we didn't interact uh, the first time, but we go way back. Oh, really? Yeah. Because when I first called your show, it was about um, dispelling Civil War myths. And you had asked me something that Joe from Phoenix had asked me. Now, this was back when you were doing one-hour shows. Wow. Yeah. You remember? So I want to say it was two years ago, springtime two years ago. Um, Does that sound right? I don't know how long I've been doing two-hour shows. I've been going... I have it noted down on the hakereport.com slash about, maybe? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. When I started going two hours in my timeline. Let me see when I started doing two hours. Uh, Anyway, but go ahead. Um, That was when, uh, you know, you you would have a series July 2020, sorry. July 2020, I started doing two hours weekdays, and I quit Sundays. Wow. Really? Yeah. It's been that long? <laughs> yeah. So we're in February no 2024. Two and a half years. It's been... Wait, two and a half? Three... Oh, wait, you said... You July 2020. 2020. 2021, 2022, 2023. Yeah, three and a half years. Hake can't count. <laughs> I cannot believe it's been that long. Yeah. So he said something, and so I asked you something that he yeah. said, or he asked me. Yes, you conveyed a question or, or something that he brought up and you asked me. Yeah, because he pretends... Question, Go ahead. And the question was, uh, did Robert E. Lee separate slaves from their families? Oh, yeah. And it was such a um, strange question to me because um, I, I had no idea. First of all, it's not true. But second of all, I had no idea where anybody would get that from. Because I was I was new to your show, yeah. So I didn't I didn't understand those types of questions were being or those types of things were being brought up to you, right? And, and so, um, I would call in, and your show would only be an hour long, and I would be at the tail end of your show, and I would only have about a minute to um, to lecture, <laughs> right? Yeah, and. You threw that at me, and so I figured, well, Joe, this this Joe from Phoenix probably didn't pull out of thin air. He, he probably got that from something, and that's when I realized he probably got that from the, uh, the, the, the slave rebellion, the John Brown slave rebellion, oh. when, when Lee was in the Union Army at the time, and he was tasked to handle that at Harper's Ferry. Okay. And and so I was, I was thinking, you know, Joe and I go way, way back, and it's my beginning basically started with him. Yeah. And that's when you had a guy from Australia. I think it was Australia. He had a, that type of accent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
giving you the third degree about having an extra hour. You need an extra hour, James. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Because I, I would call in, you would have all these um, uh, things to talk about, but there just wasn't enough time to get to any of the callers. And so you had a, a, a there was a, there was a John Brown rebellion against you. <laughs> right. To add an extra hour. So True. I was thinking about that. Joe and I go way, way back. That's interesting, man. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to, to talk a little bit about Civil War myths. Um, there are some very pervasive myths, and I think they take away from the actual wonder and excitement of what is real. True. And a lot of the thing, a lot of these myths are formed so that you will you will lean towards one side or another. Of many of these, I totally believe that. Yeah, and many of these myths lean towards the lost cause of the Confederacy. I understand that, and I, I could I could see me or somebody else falling prey to that. There's a lot of myths or caricatures of the South too that lean towards. Uh, smearing the South is in the mainstream, but more on in our world is probably more uh, leaning towards the South, huh? Yes, I, I, and the mainstream um, has the mainstream seems to um, pick up whatever is demographically preferred, because obviously the demographics right now are preferring. To hate Southerners, to right. hate whites. Yep. But at the but uh, it wasn't always that way. Uh, the mainstream used to be ardent Confederates. It, it used to be it, ardent lost cause apologists. You had mentioned that the, um, the the public opinion of the South got quite of the Confederacy in the say the early twentieth uh, century. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Got quite uh, positive toward the Confederacy. Yes. Yeah. It's very. It's a very interesting thing because it's not that common that these lost um, wars, these wars that are that are lost, uh, would seemingly uh, be won after the fact. And the Confederacy has many victories in its sympathy. Yeah. In the, in the war of sympathy. Right. But um, you know, many of one of the one of the myths is um, Robert E. Lee. Uh, it's a war of states, and Robert E. Lee is loyal to his state of Virginia, and that is how you know that this is a war of states. It's not. Um, it's all about states' rights. Yeah. Right. Um, it is my opinion that Robert E. Lee had had loyalty among many things. And I think the best way I've heard summarized of Lee's loyalty is that he was a man divided four ways. Hmm. He wasn't just loyal to one of these things more than the other. He was loyal to the Union when he was in the Union as um, as, as an officer. Yeah. And then he was also loyal to his state of Virginia. Right. And then he was 
he was an ardent Confederate nationalist. Oh wow! And he and he was loyal to the slaveholding South. Yeah. And there are many examples of Lee's personality that um, that show these divisions in his loyalty. And obviously, the most prominent one is his division from the Union. That loyalty that he had with the Union is um, torn asunder once uh, he resigns his commission and uh, goes into the Confederacy. Yeah. And once he is a Confederate, he is an ardent Confederate nationalist, that there are times where he puts the Confederate nation before his state of Virginia. That when he returns from Gettysburg and he needs to map out a path for victory to win independence for the Confederacy, he offers up his first corps, which is his most important one, to Braxton Bragg in the Western Theater of the War. That Jefferson Davis is going to allocate resources to another part of the war and Tennessee and Kentucky, yeah. and Lee has to surrender his most important, his, his, his war horse, which is James Longstreet, his most important corps, and he does that, and Longstreet goes off and is now separated from Lee, and he goes off into independent command to go serve under Braxton Bragg. And so this is an example of how Lee is totally an ardent Confederate. This, do, this doesn't do much for Virginia to do this. It does a lot, it, and initially in, in the war, Jefferson Davis um, and the Confederate Congress think that they're going to um, pull defenses across the Confederacy. Yeah, but what is, but what ends up happening is it, it's not a reality for them to be able to do that. That they do have to start picking and choosing exactly where they're going to have the resources. Wow. And a lot of that stuff goes into, well, where are the victories? Well, the victories are in the eastern tier of the war. The victories are under Lee. So Lee does have a lot of say in what happens to these various resources. And in this case, he he uh, surrenders his corps to go fight at an, at another part of the Confederacy. And the uh, the morale in the South was, was always higher than in the North. And the Confederates, um, they revered Lee. They, they, absolutely, they looked to Lee. How do we know when we have an independent nation? How do we know when this war is coming to an end? Where do we look? Do we look in our economy? Do we look in, you know, what part of the Confederacy do we look? Do we look at the policies of, of Jefferson Davis? Yeah. Do we look at, you know, where are we looking? We look to Robert E. Lee and the Army of Northern Virginia in the Eastern Theater of the War. The Western theater of the war is marked with failure after failure. The early times in the war leading up to 1862 when Lee uh, gets into field command is a series of failures and defeats, and it's not looking good. Once Lee has the army and starts um, gaining mastery over the army and gaining victories, the people of the Confederacy are now bolstered with a morale like never before, and it's nothing like the Union has. There are no generals in the Union that have this ability to lift morale. And this is what allows the Confederacy to continue fighting indefinitely. Nice. So, kind of like Russia. <laughs> I, 
I, I don't think it's anything like Russia. I think it's very unique. Okay. I think this this is a very strange thing that is going on in the Confederacy. This is a very strange historical thing. It's very unique to Robert E. Lee. And once uh, the Western theater where the first corps, or at least first corps since James Longstreet comes back from a market failure. He has a kind of a failure of independent command. And they don't get along, that Braxton Bragg and his subordinate commanders, including Longstreet, are not getting along to the point where Jefferson Davis has to go out to the Western Theater to talk about uh, what the problems are. And all of Braxton Bragg's corps commanders basically say, get rid of Bragg. You have to get rid of Bragg. Wow. And And now there's a Fort Bragg, though. Yeah, well, I mean, this is all part of, um, you know, this lost cause uh, rendition of... I know, but Bragg was somewhat incompetent, at least in that capacity. So so this brings me to my next point. Uh, The Confederacy had better generals than the Union. Okay. This is not true. It's just the best generals in the Union are in the Western theater of the war. And they're brought to the Eastern Theater of the War so they can start making victories there. Okay. Yeah. And the best... But who are all the best generals? Well, let's just kind of rattle them off in the Confederacy, right? We have Jeff Stewart, a very capable cavalry officer. The best cavalry in the war until later in the war when the Union starts to catch up. And then you have um, James Longstreet, the first Corps commander, who's just an obvious... He knows how to drill divisions. Almost nobody knows how to drill at the division level. The division level is... is What's um, drill? Or, I'm sorry, not divi- at the, at the uh, core level. Drill and ceremony. When you march units and you have subordinate, u- subordinate units, you have your division, and then below that you have your regiments, and then below that you have your companies. James Longstreet could march enti- his entire corps. Essentially, he could march entire divisions with ease. Most people in the war couldn't do that on either side, but James Longstreet was able to do that, and he is in—he's Lee's subordinate because he had underlings who knew how to function and make stuff work. He, the underlings, know how to march at lower levels. Everybody figures out how to march their units at lower levels, but James Longstreet, at the level that he's at, is able to do drill and ceremony. At that level, most people cannot do that because that's a big, too big of a crowd to exactly. get in unison. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Now, <clears throat> these, uh, J- uh, Jackson Stonewall Jackson, uh, he is uh, he's um, very tenacious. He's but he has a lot of flaws. He has flaws that James Longstreet does not really have. James Longstreet, um, he's a little bit stubborn. But Jackson is incredibly stubborn, and one of Jackson's flaws, Stonewall. even though he's a Stonewall Jackson, uh-huh. even though he's he's great in independent command, is he doesn't tell his subordinates why they need to do what they're told to do. So he tells them to go do something, <laughs> but he doesn't tell them why. Uh. So they so they maneuver, they get into where they need to be, but they don't know why they're there, and what ends up happening is. Because they don't know why or, or what's expected of them, his subordinate, Jackson, starts preferring charges of insubordination to his subordinates, which ultimately are never resolved. And Jackson dies when 
before some of these things are resolved. Oh, man. But the, but the point is, Jeff Stewart, Jackson, uh, Longstreet, uh, A.P. Hill, all of these generals that people say, oh, well, the Confederacy have the best generals. Well, what do all these generals have in common? They're Lee's generals. They're all subordinate to Lee. Nice. That's what they all have in common. I got to so, run, Daniel, in Texas, oh, yeah, man. This is, sorry. but I appreciate Anyone, your history here. knowledge as always. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> Take care, man. All right. Bye. Bye. Real quick, I know we're coming towards the end of the hour, but I would like to get to Alex in Massachusetts uh, before we go to break. He wants us to make a quick comment, I believe. Alex in Mass, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Yeah, real hey. quick. Um, I know this was the beginning of the show. I think her name was Natalie. She had a problem with her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think the question she needs to ask herself is, you know, why does she, what made her call in and ask you if she should ask uh, her boyfriend to be with God or uh, she said something of that nature. Right. To be born again. Um, I think examining her feeling that led her to to ask if she should do that, um, I suspect it was, you know, some sort of feeling that she was uncomfortable, that uh, she wants a, a change in perhaps his behavior. I think I could be wrong. It could be something else. But she should really focus on what uh, impulsed her to want to approach her boyfriend. Because um, it's all about her, not about the boyfriend. Right. She said, I want my boyfriend to go towards seek God, something like that, like that so that there will be light in my home. Because right there, now there's no light in my home because my boyfriend is not seeking God. As though her, as though her seeking God is moot. Because she wants to, she's yeah. becoming a Christian or an, now, or at least more serious Christian, and wants to be, um, not have the sex out of wedlock and not be, not be like that. But she doesn't know exactly what to do, and she doesn't want to push him, but she does push him. Uh, push, you know, be, push him against yeah. his will. Right. Get too pushy. And so right. she's like, oh, he has to do it, otherwise there's no light in the home, and that's not, that's neither biblical nor common sense. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, they're not even married. Right. So what they're doing right now is they're wandering around together and um, in a sexual relationship, whether she knows it or not. Yeah, and I think that um, she, I think she said that she's was married and divorced and already had kids by the husband, I think. Yeah, so she's passing time right now. So what do you mean by passing time? Do, oh, just, uh, she wants company. Oh, um, she interesting. wants help with her life. Yeah, uh, and that's not love, or uh, has it doesn't have anything to do with Christianity. It's true. Um, there's no play about uh, him being the light of the house or whatever, because there's no household. Right. Uh, true. It's um, not a marriage. Yeah. Well, she said. She said. Um, uh, whatever that, that word is that they use, like, uh, they're in a law firm, like, it's uh, a partnership. You know, right, yeah, she called deal. it a partner, <laughs> my partner. She's, yeah, she's, so she's an ex-liberal. 
we get we cut her a little bit of slack. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, because women need to hear the truth. And, That's true. You know, it, it's a sham. Um, right. It's which is no problem. There's not there's no uh, not going forward from it. But um, she said that she has Satan in her, and uh, I believe her. You know that she and, has what? Um, that she has Satan in her. I, I believe her. What's that? What did you just I say? Do Satan. She has uh, uh, Satan. She oh Satan in her. Is. Satan in her. Yeah, Satan. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, that's a, a great, great step, and that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, however, they're not married, so... You know what? That could easily just be lip service. People say stuff about themselves. Oh, I'm a horrible person, or, oh, I'm a sinner, or, oh, I'm, I'm fake, or whatever. That's People say point. stuff. She could be just saying that yeah. to sort of um, gain sympathy, but... Um, or trying to convince yeah. herself that she's, you know, trying to convince herself intellectually to, into being a humble, God-seeking person. She may be well, trying as, the best as long she can. She knows, as long as she knows that anxiety and uh, anger and irritation is all Satan, that's not her. Right. Um, she'll be fine. Yeah. Good point. And anyway, I liked man, what thanks. JLP said, too, yeah. uh, that if you can't afford to move out right away or whatever you don't want to just sleep in separate rooms and follow the steps that life slash god lays out for you to take and take those opportunities to do right oh yeah absolutely she doesn't have to make a decision now saying just because one man said that she's not married and it's a sham doesn't mean that like she needs to make a decision about that yeah but um um, Let life unfold. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Cool, Thank man. Great call. So Appreciate you, man. All right. Bye. You Bye. Nice. I wanted to get that in there in the quote unquote first hour. Appreciate you, Alex, in Massachusetts with some uh, wise uh, understanding, I think, about that first caller's situation. We're past the top of the hour, guys. It is time for uh, Frodo's first day. <laughs> uh, Frodus, F-R-O-D-U-S. I like to play them. Um, and this is a Brahm remix of Frodus. Brahm I have played once before for Christmas, I do believe. And this is a Brahm remix of Frodus called Out Circuit the Ending. Braum versus Frodus from the 2002, from 2002, I believe. It's using their song from the 2001 or 1999 album, And We Washed Our Weapons in the Sea. Frodus was a Christian band, sort of. And Braum, I'm not sure, but I like some of his stuff. Shout out to Braum. Not to be confused with Johann Sebastian Braum, Sebastian Braum or whatever that guy's name was. No, that's not the Braum. This is just a... I don't know, electronic type something or other. I don't know. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it, you musical Philistines. I'll be right back for hour two. Braum versus Frodus, out circuit the ending. Braum remix. Be right back.
of cool? I like it. <laughs> Some of you guys like it, okay? Cake with the craft work mess. Oy, craft work. I like this part. This track is actually what convinced me to buy that Frodis album. It's just noise, bruh. <laughs> uh, somebody said, somebody said, hey, the Church of Satan wants their mixtape back, Nugget Man. <laughs> no, it's Christian. Hake should play some Aphex Twin. Are they Christians? I remember seeing this weird Aphex Twin video, because I was raised Christian, I on Christian music. And I saw this one where there's, there's a, this alien guy, and he's like doing all these crazy weird things. It was cool. Almost tra traumatizing. Fancy. Born without wings, drawn to fight, drawn to win, drawn to be erased. That was, uh, and I'm like, I like this track. So I went and bought the Frodis album a couple years after it came out. Sounds like Boards of Canada. Hey, Boards of Canada. Cool. Yeah, I always like that type of music. I don't play a lot of it for you guys. Uh, Aphex Twin is likely not Christian. <laughs> anyway. Nice. Uh, let me read some super chats. Some super chats have come in. One over... I th oh! I was remiss in not reading this on uh, yesterday. Popcorn's Thump Keg buys me these coffees. And I like for you guys to keep them pithy as able, okay? But uh, sometimes they're not that pithy. But I did, you know, I went forward with it anyway. He said yesterday, lastly, meaning lastly at the end of his other two points, the people calling for the end of slavery, this speaks to, uh, you know, the so-called civil war and the South, antebellum, the antebellum South before the war, before the so-called civil war, the war of, the war of northern and mutual aggression. <laughs> the war between the states, whatever you want to call it. The people calling for the end of slavery would have been considered, quote-unquote, woke. I, I don't really use that word. I don't like it. Uh, meaning SJW, social justice warriors, back during those times. Some of them, many of them, I bet. Many of them... Quite possibly, yes. But they were on the right side of history. So claims Popcorn's Thump Keg over on buymeacoffee.com slash the Hake Report. Uh, and yes, some of them were full-blown communists. There was a communist, right? The communist uh, mama spirit himself, or mama spirit possessed man himself, Karl Marx, was cheering on the so-called civil war, the violent brother-on-brother -brother 
murder slash war slash killing that was going on because he wanted to get rid of slavery. He also wanted to get rid of wage labor. And so, uh, yes, there were communists who were for that. There may have been some sensible people who were not for slavery. According to Robert E. Lee's uh, profile on far-left Wikipedia, Lee held slavery to be an evil institution, but he also saw some benefits to blacks held in slavery. Uh, he saw it as worse for bl- whites than it was for blacks. Uh, he, it, in, uh, he had a well-known... Okay, countering Southerners who argued slavery as a positive good, Robert E. Lee, in his well-known analysis of slavery from an 1856 letter, called it a moral and political evil, according to Wikipedia. And I don't know if Lee was right or wrong about that. It sounded like he, there were some valid points, of course. But uh, he was primarily sa- saying that it had an adverse impact on white Americans, which it did. And to this day, the excuse for the anger of the blacks, the false excuse is because that's not the root of blacks' anger, is that, uh, is that this slavery was just a horrible thing. Give me a break. These phony people pushing evil today, going on about slavery, they're so brave, so stunning, so morally upright, condemning stuff from history that they don't even, they've never even lived or seen firsthand nor understood. Blind people. Blind. He called it, uh, in this enlightened age, there are few, I believe, but what will acknowledge that slavery as an institution is a moral and political evil in any country, useless to expatiate on its disadvantages. I may be mispronouncing some of these words. I think it, however, a greater evil to the white man than to the black race. And while my feelings are strongly enlisted on behalf of the latter, my sympathies are more strong for the former. See, he has, uh, he loves everybody, Robert E. Lee. Now, there were some uh, men who were for slavery, I think. I heard Sam Houston was for slavery. He said, "If, if you don't, if you can't own slaves, are you really free? Are you free? Are you free? Are you really, 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 really free? Is it you? Is it me? Or is it just jealousy? Something like that. It's a psychic TV song. Anybody know that? It's a a fun, poppy song. So yeah, uh, there were some evil SJWs who were against slavery. Evil versus evil, right? Of course. Uh, Right side of history, I take issue with that term, uh, Mr or Mrs. or Ms. Popcorn's thump keg, right side of history, does not mean right. Because at least if you're going to believe in this such a thing as right side of history, the way that history went, the way that what's written about from the past and to this day has gone, uh, the recent history has gone towards so-called same-sex marriage. If you were against that, are you on the wrong side of history, but you're the right side of morality? Huh? Huh? Because abortion, abortion for uh, any little, any little whim of the woman is not the right. I don't think, in my estimation, the right side of morality, but it's the right side of history, <laughs> according to these liberals, and uh, so-called same-sex marriage too. 
So, all this phoniness around slavery, phoniness around abortion on, on many sides, honestly, and phoniness on so-called same-sex marriage. What a mess. Another super chat this morning. It's morning here still. From Popcorn's Thump Keg. Wanted to get your take on something. JLP has said that if a man loves his mom, he would marry someone who looks like her. And that when men marry outside of their race, it's because they are trying to get away from their mom. Mom. <laughs> Maybe he's writing mom because he's trying to be pithier. He means mother. If a, if a person loves their mom, wouldn't they be loving the spirit, attitude, etc. of their mom and not her race? It seems like you would be attracted to someone of the same character, morals, etc. of your mom and not someone of the same color. It seems superficial, he says. Uh, yes, and people who get married marry the same evil, degenerate culture and spirit that they have. Whether they're these Christians who are trying to seek what's right, but they're just still degenerate and blind and Satan-led. Yes, they fall for a phony woman of, of which, whichever race that they go with, whether they marry in the same race or the other, or some, some other. But uh, it's natural, all things being natural, um, not to be into this diverse interracial stuff. All things being normal. Because you fall prey and you lead your children to fall prey to all manner of temptation, of division, false suspicion, false identity. People have never been more into their false identity of, of uh, race and all that stuff than today when they're trying to blur those things and push this diversity mess onto people. So the superficial is the um, interracial stuff. Every bit as much as the people who are against the uh, interracial stuff, if not more so, honestly. It's more sensible, it's more manly, and it's more um, the wisdom of tradition. There's some wisdom to some traditions. Every single race wants uh, to stay among themselves when they're um, all things being normal. And wants their children the same, wants the same of their children. And the children naturally would want that too. But they've, they've pushed this uh, immigra- 1965 Immigration Act upon America and flooded the country with all these different races to the point that we're no longer a nation, one people. One people with the blacks too. Because <laughs> it, was, it was primarily the Anglos. And then, you know, greed, uh, needing all that, that labor over the different decades and, and things. People have not, people have not been... What is it called? Assimilating very well for the past, my lifetime probably, or more. 60s probably, honestly. You see these mixed kids turning against their white parents and their POC parents. Kids already, uh, offspring we'll call them because they become adults, they're not children. 
and they're not baby goats, so they're not kids, actually, turn against their parents any, either way, but all the more so with this phony stuff. That's why this diversity stuff, there's some, there was some wisdom in segregation. With segregation, yeah, the whites fight amongst the whites and the blacks fight amongst the blacks, but the whites and the blacks interacting, Satan will be like, it's because I'm black. You know, the, the woman suspicion in your imagination. He's treating me this way because I'm black. He looked at me funny. I look at people so funny sometimes and I don't even mean to. Maybe I'm just awkward, you know? But you're reading into it. Crazy. Did I say POC? <laughs> So-called people of color. I got that from another red-haired guy. And I've never uh, stopped saying it. Uh, it is 888-77-JESSE, 1-888-775-3773. Hake expounding on history, LOL. Says, come on, man. 1-888-775-3773. There's uh, two lines open, guys. But I want to get to um, some points here first. What's next? What's next? Oh, I wanted to uh, hat tip to Joel Friday. He had a nice point there in that episode that had that thumbnail at which some of you guys cringed. <laughs> and he apologized for it. But he was talking about food and eating. Joel Friday TV coming up in 40 minutes, plus or minus. Hey, let me add him in so that I can kick you guys off of my stream and go see his stream, okay? Joel Friday TV. When you, when you give it a name, you give it a home is the name of his thing coming up. His, his little show, his little episode coming up. <laughs> I say little because it's one hour and I know his pain. So... You should, it's good advice from JLP, practice being aware. The Bible says, be self-controlled and alert, pray without ceasing. And Joel Friday of Joel Friday TV, let me type his thing in the chat. You can follow him at allmylinks.com slash Joel Friday TV. Follow all his links at allmylinks.com slash Joel Friday TV. So be aware of what you're eating. Like, uh, if you set times where you don't let yourself just go into those things. And I don't know if I'm going to do that. But it's good advice to, like, pay attention because 99% of the time, as he said, you're eating for some ego salving. And when I say ego, I don't mean, like, pride necessarily. Because ego, I used to think, hear ego, and it seemed like pride. Like, pride? What's pride have to do with eating? But uh, some, like, self, selfishness, some false selfishness and appeasing of that, uh, that lack of peace, boredom, um, insatiable, their God is their stomach, the Bible says, of the worldly people, their God is their stomach, something like that. It's in the Bible. It's a fact. <laughs> uh... Salve, yeah, ego salve. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's so true. 
Nice. Right on. That's cool. So right on. Catch uh, Joel Friday TV. And you can call into his show Monday through Thursday at 11 Pacific, 1 Central, 2 Eastern. Call early. Call early so you can uh, get in and get on hold and he can get to you without having to speed up at the very end and then step all over American Anchor Baby's show that comes up right after his Monday through Thursday at noon. Speaking of American Anchor Baby appreciation, I saw some of his commentary on this fight between him and, not between him, between Sneeko, who has been on the J.C. Lee Peterson show. You guys saw Sneeko on the J.C. Lee Peterson show? This racially ambiguous guy looks maybe Hispanic, maybe uh, Filipino, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit part black, I don't know, possibly. 20-something-year-old, young, sort of athletic, turned Muslim, I think, a la this Andrew Tate fella, because Muslim is hard rules, manly, uh, we don't go along with the liberalism that so many Christians have, and feminism that Christians have, and Jewish people have, and hippie Buddhists have, Shout out to the hippie Buddhists. <laughs> uh, that's Sneeko, streamer guy, very popular. He was hanging out with these different people, like Nick Fuentes of Cozy.tv, JLP streams on Cozy.tv slash JLP. He got beat up by Sean Strickland, that guy who I think I showed him on my show. I think American Anchor Baby showed him on his show. I think uh, Jason Lee Peterson showed show the clip of him maybe on his show. Sean Strickland, this UFC fighter. I guess he's this champion guy. White man. Malkuth X said he looks like he is good at drywall. Putting up drywall because he's just this sort of masculine looking, has this masculine looking body and and face because he's male and he's exercises and punches people and stuff. Sean Strickland, UFC I played a clip of him, I think. It's been played on the GLP network, certainly, where Sean Strickland is being asked by a reporter, Oh, you in here, up here in Canada. Oh, you're in Canada? Did you vote for Trudeau? Did you vote for lame Trudeau, the socialist, or something like that? Uh, All aggressive. And Sean Strickland is like, uh, You're a weak man, because this girly male reporter guy is like, hmm, the gay community, LGBTQ community, transgenders, you said this about transgenders, something, I don't know, shout out to the transgenders. Uh, and it's not who you are, it's not even what you are, though. It's bl- you're falling into a blind, false identity. Um, oh, you said if your son turned out gay, quote-unquote, you would question yourself as a... As a father, think you failed as a father. Wouldn't you? Because you would want, don't you want grandchildren, him to give you grandchildren? He can't give you grandchildren if he's together with a, a male. That doesn't make him a baby. Duh. And that's not the root issue. You still, just the fact that he turned out that way is a failure on uh, the father and mother's part on some level. 
you know, the father and mother passed down sin on the kid, and the sin manifests in all kinds of different twistings. People come out twisted in some way or another, including the G in the LGBT mess. Shoshan Strickland did a, did a sparring session with uh, Sneeko, and he just got a little rough with him. <laughs> and I saw it from Big Bear, who's been on the Jason Lee Peterson show, Owen Benjamin. And I saw it recently from this other guy on YouTube, too. The real reason Sean Strickland destroyed Sneeko in sparring. Anchor Baby covered it, and it was quite interesting what Anchor Baby said. You know, when you get punched a little bit, or somebody steps on your foot or kicks you in the shins, and you get... (laughs) I'm just spitting. Pardon me, I don't want to spit in the studio. You get so angry. That's maybe what happened with uh, Sean Strickland. You got a little carried away when you're in the heat of the moment. Something takes over. The demon possession takes over and you uh, get carried away. I think Anchor Baby and Owen Benjamin and this other guy whom I saw on YouTube said that this guy has talked about... Oh, yeah, Anchor Baby played it. This guy, this Sean Strickland guy, has talked about how he used to fantasize as a kid, as a little boy, about uh, hurting somebody to the point of death. (laughs) I don't want to say kill. (laughs) Killing somebody, but I disavow that. But he wanted to, like, really... Put somebody away. Nick says, Anchor Baby, says, Sneeko was touching him up right in the face. And Sean wasn't expecting that. I heard that Sneeko was training with this other fighter guy, Jake Shields, a little bit. So Jake Shields got him some training so he could stay on his feet and not get knocked down and have to get up again. They ain't ever going to keep him down. <laughs> Because Sean was like, you can't even touch me. Maybe he touched him and uh, gave him a little bit more than he was expecting. I didn't realize how big uh, Sean Strickland is when I saw uh, uh, Sneeko. He's all like skinny, like 20-something-year-old. It's like seeing Kobe when Kobe was really small and skinny compared to these big uh, built people. But this other guy called it Daddy Issues, and Owen Benjamin said that this guy needs to uh, talk to JLP. Mystical black man, he called him. Uh, Because JLP spoke to uh, Owen Benjamin about forgiving fathers, forgiving your father. If you uh, think that you resent your father. This other guy on YouTube said that Sean Strickland was, uh, what is it called? Doing what maybe his father had done to him, or you maybe have seen a father try to toughen up his kid by mocking him. You can't touch me. There's nothing you can do that hurt me, and you're you you got nothing. Type of stuff. He didn't say that, but read his tweets. Hey, he threatens to kill people all the time. <laughs> Lol, says Zorak ninety. Oh, I disavow that. 
And Sneeko, of course, took it like a champ. Or, you know, he took it like a, a man is supposed to and be like, it wasn't too much. I could handle it. Exaggerating the word kill. Yeah, true. It's just banter a lot of the times, but there, the anger is real. The, the violence of that anger. Ang- anger leads to violence, not guns. Not uh, masculinity. Yeah, men have more testosterone, and testosterone is more aggressive. And we're more capable of violence and uh, effective with our violence than these females who are also violent nowadays, especially. And encouraged to, to be violent. But it comes from the mothers, as JLP said earlier today on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. These mass shootings, mostly done by blacks, but also done by others, whites and others, Hispanics, even Asians doing these mass shootings. Even older Asians. Monterey Park, remember, a couple years ago? I'm pointing at the camera, but I'm pointing actually towards Monterey Park around that way, that away somewhere. Because it's east of East L.A. Sneeko Kobe comparison, (laughs) making people laugh. I'm not ignoring you, Bradley. (laughs) Not purposely, anyway. Strickland was just playing with him, 10% max. Now, there were times where he might have gotten a little little rough. A little rough. I mean, the guy had to stop him. There was this guy who's like this sort of a professional guy who was in the cage with him, uh, according to a video that I saw with them when they first started, and then he's like, oh, it looks okay, and then he, so he walked out away from the cage, there was this crowd around, closer to the cage, and he was a further away from this cage for a cage fight, you know? And then it got more and more sort of out of hand, taking the hits to the face, bloody nose, and he looked like he had lost teeth, but I think that was just a mouth guard, right? He didn't actually lose teeth, did he? Or was his teeth bloody so it looked like he lost teeth? I don't know. But um, the guy had to run all the way in. The one leader, you know, there's always one leader who has to come in and break up the fight. So everybody else just kind of stands around, either doesn't feel like they, it's their place to impose or whatever. But some leader came in and like hugged Sean Strickland from behind, stopping him from the fight, from fighting. After some like towels were thrown in, one, maybe two, maybe more. I'm not sure. I saw a clip. Maybe it was played by Anchor Baby. He sunned him, says Joel Friday TV. <laughs> he sunned him. You ain't got nothing, son. Boy. Oh, don't say that. That's racial. <laughs> Hake has never been in a fight in his life. It's true. I mean, I've done wrestling. I did wrestling. And I did, like, punch a guy in the stomach. I pulled my punch, meaning I held back. Because I know that it can hurt to get punched in the stomach. And I only wanted to hurt him a little bit. And then he DDT'd me. I think it's called DDT where he gets you in... He gets your uh, kind of a headlock from the front. And then he falls backwards. And so he fell backward on the uh, blacktop at the playground. And I got up and kicked away from him. He was enraged, says Danimal. Yeah. And I remember being sort of enraged against this guy with a fat belly. (laughs) 
That was the closest thing to a fight that I got into. All physical sports are rainbow emoji, says Juju. <clears throat> yeah, I do question a little bit uh, this uh, fighting sports thing. Hake knows his pro wrestling terms. I only know that because that's what other people said that I got. <laughs> I don't really, I, n- I never really caught up with the DDT stuff or these, uh, the, what's the one that this guy did that was put you under, the Undertaker did? Something. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, these, these sports. These fighting sports and this gladiator stuff where you injure yourself sometimes, you put your body to, uh, to under injury and you have these permanent lifelong injuries sometimes and some people get it worse than others. Other people know how to protect themselves, like Floyd Mayweather Jr., I think. Supposedly he knows how to protect himself with his shoulder and, and back up a little bit and so you can't touch him barely. Uh... I question that. I think it's not that I poo-poo it entirely. There's some, there's some, uh, you know, there's some value in the physical ability and exercise and training and stuff. Every now and then you see, oh, this and such and such MMA fighter stopped a thief or helped a cop uh, subdue a a criminal or a suspect anyway. Not necessarily criminal, a criminal suspect. Or whatever. That's good. That's helpful. It's a good skill. I like that. I appreciate it. Shout out to you guys. But I do question the uh, getting yourself hurt and hurting others and stuff like that. There's this, there's this false notion that that's life and manhood when you're not living manhood from moment to moment when you're not in the rain or when you're not training. You're uh, compensating for a lack of manhood, masculinity, real, real living. Some people just are prone to fighting when no fight is necessary. That's not right. It's not right. Like, Trump is no warmonger, right, for the, for the most part? In terms of waging wars? I cracked. I'm growing, okay? These other phony Imitation men, so-called men, politicians, like John McCain and Joe Biden and whoever else that are supposedly warmongers, they're not men, but they are quicker to wage war. That's not right, I don't think. I'm pretty sure. They're certainly phony with their criticisms of Trump and their, uh, and their phoniness as phony politicians. There's some people who are just prone to, to f- fight and anger and stuff like that, and violence. It's a lack of uh, peace, let's call it, a lack of peace and wisdom. Anyway, yeah, rest in peace, McCain. He's, he is gone. So, uh, yes, shout out to Anchor Baby. He had a great point about people. And cut him some slack for getting carried away. That's, 
that's where he is in life, a getting carried away, angry type of person, the, this uh, Sean Strickland guy. He's trying, I think. These people talking about, oh, he's a bad person. Or he's a A-word hole. And it wasn't even having anything to do with you. It's Sneeko. <laughs> you don't see Sneeko complaining. It's all this standing up for people who don't, who's, uh, they don't even need your help. You know what I mean? Speaking of diet, I mentioned Joel Friday TV. Uh, how he stays lean and fit and energetic, nice, or whatever he said about himself. <laughs> uh, trying to help you. Uh, there's this thing called an Atlantic diet, according to Commie Nonsense Network, CNN, yesterday, Wednesday, the 14th of February. There's this Atlantic diet. It's a cousin to the Mediterranean diet. Recent studies show the Atlantic diet, you ever heard of this? May help reduce chronic disease. Chronic disease is like where you suffer from this disease and it doesn't kill you, it just stays with you. And inhibits your life, your physical life, uh, for like a long time. What is a okay? So the traditional diet of northern Portugal and northwestern west, northwestern Spain, the southern European traditional Atlantic diet, Atlantic diet for short, may hold some clues for better heart health and lower risk of dying early from cancer. Heart oh, it does kill you heart disease, or any cause, according to uh, studies in Europe. JAMA Open Network jur- Journal found the diet modestly reduced the incidence of metabolic syndrome. A combination of higher blood pressure, blood sugars, triglycerides, whatever that is, belly fat, that raise the risk of coronary heart disease, diabetes, stroke, and other serious conditions. This makes me think about my caller... Evil is real, who's a meat guy, beef it to be fit, he says. Uh, and he says that when they say modestly reduce the incidence, is quite modest. May have some <laughs> these people with their science. It's like, and we and the rest of us who don't know science, we don't know what this stuff means. It's like nominal. But anyway. Based on foods grown or found around that part of Europe. Like its famous cousin, the Mediterranean diet. You guys know what the Mediterranean diet is? Salads, I guess. Uh, it's beans. Maybe some a little bit of seafood or something like that. I'm not sure. Garbanzo beans. That sounds kind of Mediterranean, right? <laughs> I don't know. Cucumbers, maybe. Because it's plant-based and locally sourced, the Atlantic diet helps protect the planet. Oh, Lord. By contributing to the United Nations' sustainable development goals, the study's authors noted. Oh, yes. Good for you, scientists. I would do that, too. I would kiss up to that stuff to get more play in the mainstream media, even if I don't really believe in that evil UN 
or their sustainable development goals mess. That stuff makes me start conspiracy theorying about them trying to force us into domestication syndrome, where we're just weak and soft and girly and docile and not strong, solid, independent men who can handle ourselves and think clearly and see through your lies because we're eating the right food. Shaking my head. Atlantic Dutch fish, particularly cod, uh, some red meat and pork, legumes, whatever that is, peanuts and something like that, I guess. I don't know. Fresh vegetables, potatoes, typically eaten in vegetable soups, whole grain bread, moderate wine consumption. Also found in parts of Czechia, Poland, and the UK. Huh. The award-winning, in comparison, the award-winning Mediterranean diet is plant-based, with the majority of each meal focusing on fruits and vegetables, whole grains. There's, like, stuff getting thrown at me. (laughs) Whole grains, beans, seeds, with a few nuts, heavy emphasis on extra virgin olive oil. Red meat is used sparingly only to flavor a dish. I'm shaking my head. Some of you bodybuilder types or guys who exercise and lift, you may need more protein than that. Eating healthy, oily fish. Okay, fish. Packaged with omega-3 fatty... Packed with omega... I hate that term, packed. Omega-3 fatty acids is encouraged while eggs, dairy... Eggs are pretty good for you, by the way. Sometimes. They, they go back and forth on whether eggs are good for you. Dairy and poultry are eaten in much smaller portions than the traditional Western diet. Huh. We encourage at least 20 minutes per meal of mindful eating and socializing, says some guy, dietitian guy, Rafaf Al-Bauti. What a mess. Speak of the devil, let me get to evil is real in Texas. Thank you for calling evil is real. <laughs> CJ, how you doing, man? Doing well. Nice. Um, so, yeah, like three years ago, the American Heart, the National Institute of Health and the American Heart Association released a new meta-study on five other meta-studies with over a million person hours uh, studied in it and said... Um, despite 40 years of telling everybody that saturated fat was the cause of heart disease, we now conclude that there's zero evidence for that. Um, if they just still won't give up on their same tired tropes. Um, they've now looked at ancient remains of human beings from before the Ice Age, and they use uh, stable isotope analysis so they know exactly what their calorie sources were coming from. And it's like 85% meat. Um, Plants were only used by slaves and in emergency situations to eat. Were the slaves healthier than the uh, non-slaves? 
No, like all of the Egyptians and stuff ate wheat, and they lived like 30 years less and were about a foot to a foot and a half shorter than all of the Ethiopians that were eating the primarily dominant uh, meat. Oh, wow. Um, diet. Yeah. Um, yeah, wheat, like they don't have the meat eaters back in the day. Their jaw bones were big enough. They didn't have to get their wisdom teeth pulled. They didn't wear braces. They all have straight teeth. All of them came in straight. They were yeah. about a foot taller than modern man today. Wow. I was um, wondering yeah. about that. What you had mentioned, you've mentioned this before about, you know, having to pull our wisdom teeth, their caveman teeth, and how we're all yeah. like small in stature and stuff. Uh, yeah. I feel like maybe we got stunted. We have, we have, what is that thing that I said again? Domestication syndrome. Yeah. Through perhaps liver, our food. Yeah, your liver also has a process called new, uh, gluconeogenesis where it makes all of the glucose that your body needs from protein that it eats. So you don't have to eat one carbohydrate ever in your entire life. Whoa. And what happens is if you eat fat and carbohydrates, it activates something called the Randall cycle in the cell where the metabolic process is you have your mitochondria trying to either use fat or carbohydrates. But if the cell gets filled up with fat and carbohydrates, it locks itself from the inside and it doesn't let any fat or carbohydrates come in. That's what other people will call insulin resistance because then insulin can't get the fat and the sugar into the cell anymore because the cells just decided to lock it out. So you'll lose weight on the vegan diet, you'll lose weight on the carnivore diet because you won't activate the Randall cycle on either one. However, you can't get all of your vitamins from plants. Um, they're highly inflammatory. They have lots of toxins. Like I said, five kidney, five kidney beans not cooked will make you feel the sickest you've ever felt in your life if you ate five kidney beans raw. They have so much poisons and toxins in them. Wow. Um, Interesting. Spinach man. is really high in oxalates. So, oxalates and leptins are like the biggest plant poisons. Um, they're the cause of like almost every autoimmune disease, every inflammation, anything that ends in itis, all arthritis. If you go on a solid carnivore diet, almost all metabolic diseases. So, cancer only feeds on sugar, it feeds on uh, glucose and glutamine. And Seriously, like people that have reversed their stage four cancers, they do it by just going on a zero carb diet and fasting for three or four days before they do their chemo. Whoa. Yep. But peace out, man. I'll let you. Um, we can talk about it another time if you want to get further into it. But I appreciate I, uh, it. I counsel like fifteen people that all of them were a type two diabetic, and after about four or five months, all of them all of them got cured from type two diabetes. That's awesome. Type 2 is the one that, that fat people get? Yeah, it's the acquired one. It's not the genetic okay. one. Type, type 1 is the diabetes where your body doesn't make insulin. Type oh. 2 diabetes is where your body, the insulin isn't working because the Randall cycles lock the cell from the inside. So type 2 diabetes is where your pancreas just starts making more and more and more and more insulin oh. because it's not working. So type 2 has way too much insulin in type 1 can't make it at all. It seems like pre-diabetes is increasing among, they call something pre-diabetes, and it's increasing among Americans. It's all determined by your um, chronic 
blood sugar levels. So if your chronic blood sugar levels are low, you're not diabetic. If they're in the medium range, you're pre-diabetic. And if they're chronically over a certain um, level, then you're diabetic. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, there's no reason for uh, people to be fat, have fatty liver disease, be diabetic. It just all comes from eating way too much carbohydrates. You should be eating zero. It's an emergency <laughs> food. You shouldn't be eating any rice and beans. You shouldn't be eating anything that you dig out of the mud, James Hake. <laughs> turmeric. Like turmeric. Carrot. Beets. <laughs> right. Like even potatoes. Yeah, beets are super high in oxalates. And like your potatoes, when they turn green, you're not supposed to eat them. That's poison. The green stuff's the poison that's in the nightshade family of the potatoes. Like all these plants are super poisonous. But then we just we just genetically selected them until they we're like, okay, it doesn't make me throw up when I eat it today. And, and then they're like, that's how it's health food. Right. Yeah, it's not. But um, I'll let you do your super chats and end your show. Have a good one. Thank you, Evil Israel. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye. CJ in Tejas. Indeed, I got to do super chats. Oh, you know what? I don't have time. I'll have to do the super chats tomorrow, guys. I have... Uh, it's time for uh, this song, Matilda the Gorilla. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Mary Rice Hopkins. Adios, America. Joelle Friday coming up next. Bye. Man. Super Chats tomorrow. I'm remiss. I didn't realize what time it was.
Peace in the Middle East, or at least in your hearts. Bye.